This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hegestilianos. As a teaching pastor for almost 30 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. Roaming freely throughout this earth and operating best in its atmosphere of chaos is Satan, mankind's greatest enemy. He's an expert at destroying your joy, confusing your thoughts, stirring up your emotions, and doing whatever else it takes to make you as ineffective for God's use as possible. But because he knows his chances for success are dramatically limited by the power of our prayer, he always goes to the one place where all God's truths for a life of victory are stored. His battleground of choice, your mind, perhaps literally revolutionizing our thought process in his powerful teaching, choosing chaos or putting our minds in order. Pastor Ray cautions us that if we don't capture our thoughts, they will surely capture us. So nothing may be more important than constantly putting our minds in order. And as Pastor reminds us, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. What could be more important than having the mind of Christ? Chaos or order, which will you choose? How many of you would agree with me? Your mind needs to be put in order. I don't know if you're anything like me, but every time I seem to get my mind in order, it's sort of like your house, you know? You get your house in order. Isn't it amazing? The minute you get your house in order, all of a sudden it tends towards chaos again. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You know, and, and as much as you try to put it back in order, it's always going towards chaos. And the only way you keep it, see, what, I learned learned principle a long time ago. The way you keep your house clean is that you clean as you go. As you make a mess, you clean it up. And it's the same way with your brain. It's the same way with your mind. The way you keep your mind in order is that you got to clean it up as you go. So you can't let a mess ensue in your brain and your thinking because if you don't deal with stinking thinking, are you all with me? Yes. If you don't deal with stinking thinking at the onset, it's going to get a foothold in your life and it's going to have a mess. It's going to sort of be like your house, like some of you tonight, you're thinking, yeah, he's talking about me. That messy house that is going to take a whole entire weekend, maybe, to get back in order. And you understand what I'm talking about. So it's the same way with your brain, with your thinking, with your mind. You've got to work at it every single day, keeping it in good order, keeping it where it needs to be because it doesn't want to be where it should be. It wants to go somewhere else. It wants to drift off and be somewhere else, other, any other place than where it should be. How many of you would agree with me? So sometimes, you know, it could be a fear thought. It could be a lust thought. It could be, a, you know, a doubt thought. It could be a, an anger thought. It could be a rehearsing the past thought, right? Or, or worried about the future thought, anybody, anybody, you know, a criticism, judgment thought, a hurt thought, somebody hurts you that you can't get over, you know, all these kinds of thoughts have got to be dealt with because if you don't deal with your thinking, 
it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to mess up your life. It's going gonna, it's gonna to make a big disaster in your life. So a couple of things that we talked about just for the purpose of review, and then we'll, we'll go a little bit deeper tonight and hopefully finish this up. That is my plan in just the next short while that we're together. Is number one, we need to renew our mind. And the way we renew our mind, well, let me ask you, let me see what kind of, if you're good students tonight. What is the number one way that you renew your mind? By the word of God. So you need, and that word renew means a constant supply, a fresh supply. So we need to renew our mind on a daily basis by the word of God. That's why you need to have the word. That's why you need to not just cart a Bible to church once a week and think that everyone's going to look at you and think you're so holy. You need to open that Bible. That's right. Amen. Come on, are you with me? You need to open that Bible. You need to study that Bible. You need to read that Bible. You need to get to committed to memory some of the most powerful verses because they're going to help you along the way when your mind starts to stray. Because when your mind strays, what are you going to replace it with? We said another, another principle was that we love God with it. And that was Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven. 37. You shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your mind. That means putting God on your mind first. You ought to start the first part of your day thinking about the Lord, praying, doing something, taking a few minutes and setting your mind in the right direction. I found out something that I'll share with you. When you get your mind started, when you set your mind in the right direction every day, you have a better chance of your mind staying on course because the enemy will try to feed your brain every day with negative thoughts and information, doubting thoughts to get you started in your day in, in a negative way. You see, if he can get you distracted and get you off course at the beginning of the day, he's got you exactly where he wants you to be. But it's our responsibility to put our brain back into order. Often people say, I wish the Lord would just take these thoughts away. Well, he can't take them away. He's given you the, the power. He's given you the authority. He's given you the free will to choose what thoughts you want to think. Yeah. And you have the, the, the authority and the power to switch your thinking. Yeah. One man once said to me, I think I shared this before. One man said to me many years ago, he says, you know, you can think a faith thought just as much as you can think a doubt thought. You can think a good thought just as much as you can think a bad thought. But it's all up to you and what you choose and what you decide to think. So when these thoughts come in, that's when you have to seize them. And we're going to look at a verse, seize them and take authority over them and force them into obeying the word of God. Uh, number three is to purpose to set it on the things of the spirit. And we said in Romans chapter eight, verse five and six, those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit, I mean, in other words, they're not living in the flesh. They're living after the things of God, after the spirit. Their, their, uh, their minds are set on the things of the spirit. And it says, tells you right here, for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So if you go after the things of the flesh, if you're too carnally minded, what's going to happen is that it's going to bring death uh, to, your, to your life. You know, it's gonna, yeah. but, but if you put your mind on the things of the spirit, and you keep your focus on God's word and God's principles, and you begin to do those things in your life, you're going to be walking in the spirit. Ephesians 4.20 said, um, but you have not so learned Christ, if indeed you have learned him and have been taught by him, as the truth is in Jesus, now listen, that you put off, everybody say put off, put off concerning your former conduct, conduct the old man which grows corrupt, according to his deceitful lusts and be renewed. There's the word renewed again, means a fresh supply 
be of the word, renewed in the spirit of your mind, Amen. verse 24, and that you put on, everybody say, put on, put on, put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. Now, if you look at this verse and you dissect it, what is it talking about? It's talking about your old man, your old destructive way of thinking, your old perverted way of thinking, your old doubtful and unbelieving way of thinking, your old carnal worldly way of thinking, as opposed to the new nature that God has put in you through your born-again experience. Remember what the Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he is a brand new creation. It goes on to say, the old is gone and the new has come and all of this is from God. So this verse is telling us, you see, now, now the, the interesting thing is the day that I got saved, I still had the same stinking thinking going on in my brain. I knew something changed in my heart, but my head was not in line with my heart. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Well, this verse tells you what you need to do once you've begun the salvation walk. And this never changes because no matter how old you are in the Lord, you still have certain thinking that you've got to deal with. We're still, you know, the devil's still trying to put those doubt thoughts, put those unbelieving thoughts, the fear, fear. Anybody ever deal with fear thoughts? Now, here's one. Anyone ever deal with lustful thoughts? Everyone's tucking their head and not saying a word. You're a pack of liars. You know you're not, not, nice to not, not nice to lie in church. You know that. It's all part of the human, you know, trouble that we have. But this verse is telling you very pointedly what you're to do. It says to put off the old man and to put on the new man. So in other words, uh, one of the things that I used to practice, because, and here's something, here's something else. How many of you would agree with me that sometimes, even though you've been saved a long time, the devil tries to call up the old man that you used to be? Oh, you're like this, you're like that, nothing's changed in you. Anybody, anybody know what I'm talking about? Try, trying to accuse you of your past. Trying to use your past against you. What a, I mean, I mean, what a perfect trick that he has devised. It's really a stupid trick. If you're wise in the word of God, it's a very stupid trick because you ought to know that the Bible says that if you're in Christ, you're a brand new creation. And according to Ephesians, you're to put off the old man and to put on the new man. In other words, you're, when those thoughts come your way, this is what I used to do because they would say, oh, you're not good enough. You're not this enough. You're like this. You're like that. I would stand in front. And I, I'm serious. This is what I did. I would stand in front of the mirror and look at, force myself to look at myself and say, you're not anything that the devil is trying to tell you. If any man be in Christ, and I'd stop and say, I am in Christ, then he is a brand new creation. And I'd stop and say, I am a brand new creation. The old is gone and the new has come and all this is from God. That's that's how you keep your mind in order. And every time you do that, I'm going to tell you, it busts up the devil's work in your life. It breaks up what the enemy is trying to do to make you ineffective for God. And that's really his highest purpose, to make you ineffective for God. It's the truth. I learned that so many. It's not to put sickness on you, not to trip you. It's to make you ineffective for God. That's his primary purpose. That's what he wants to do. He wants to cripple you so that you'll limp along in life, being a half-hearted believer, never getting your prayers answered, never seeing any change in your life, never growing in the things of God, holding on, barely holding on to your walk. You see, and that's not what God has created for you and for me. He's created us to be more than conquerors. He's created us to be victorious in this life. Jesus came to give you life 
and to give it to you more abundantly. He didn't say that you wouldn't be, you wouldn't have to fight your way through a little bit. That you wouldn't have to, you know, struggle a little bit. Because the enemy is not going to make it easy for you. But the fact of the matter is that you have authority and you have power over all the schemes and tricks of the enemy. And the one way that you keep, according to this verse, that you keep your brain in order, you keep your mind in order and keep it in place, is that you have to constantly put off the old man and put on the new man. That's why you need to know the word. When the devil accuses you, you go back to the word and you say, this is what the word says. My sins are forgiven. I've been washed in the blood of the Lamb. I'm no longer the old, you know, the old is gone, the new has come, and all this is from God. You are, see, you remember what the word says in, uh, what the word says about the devil? He's the accuser of the brethren. He seeks to accuse you. He seeks to shoot holes in your testimony. And if your brain is not in order, according to the word of God, you're going to fall for this stuff. You're going to feel like, you know, I, I use this word, I don't, Someone said it was proper. They looked it up while I was preaching. They were looking it up on their iPhone, schmeck. <laughs> yeah. It, it, no, it's a, it, you know, you, you're like, you just, you feel like nothing. You feel like a nobody. And the devil wants to make you feel like a nobody. He doesn't want you to stand tough and tall like a soldier. He doesn't want you to stand like a warrior in the kingdom of God. He doesn't want you to stand erect and powerful because then his goose is cooked. You see, that's why when he starts putting your sins up before you and reminding you of all your frailties and all your sins, you've got to stick his face back in the blood of Jesus Christ. You've got to put the blood on him. You've got to put the blood on him. That's, that's how you keep your brain in order. And you know, the interesting thing I've learned in all these years is the more you do that, the more erect you stand. The more on top of these circumstances you stand. Doesn't mean you're ever going to be perfect in life because that's never going to happen. But it means that you don't fall under that condemnation and that fear. You're you're, you're filled up. Your mind is filled with the word of God and you can point back to it. So this is an important verse. Remember, when you're having trouble, you say, go back to this out. That's what I'm supposed to put it off. Put off the old man. Put off the old man with all of its evil thoughts and desires. Put it off. Just put it off. Say, you have no place in my life. There's a new man beaten in me. I'm a brand new creation in Christ Jesus. Start putting on the new man. I'm a man of God. I'm anointed. I'm a woman of God, whatever you are. I'm anointed by God. Well, if you're a man or a woman, you understand what I'm trying to say. You just call yourself whatever you are. I'm anointed by God. I have a purpose in life. I'm a man of prayer. I'm a man of holiness. I walk in the things of God. God uses me. I have a purpose. You got to keep, you got to begin to say it. All right. So you got to put off and put on. All right. So here, here's the, here's a good verse. Um, and you can open to it if you want to. We'll just hang here for a minute or two. Second Corinthians chapter 10 and verse, um, let's go to verse 3. And it says here, very powerful verse. You've got to know this verse. Um, everybody there, Sam, there, they'll put it up on the screens at some point. Um, for though we walk in the flesh, in other words, though we live in this fleshly body and we walk in this fleshly world, right? Um, I want to start here and then we're going to, we're going to go to another, another verse. But for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. So, so, so although we walk in this earthly realm and we're bound up in this fleshly body, the Bible says that we do not war according to the flesh. Now, it's interesting he's talking about war. 
So the biggest warfare, the, the warfare that you and I fight is this warfare of our brain, of our thinking, of our mind. So listen to what he says in context. You always have to read the word in context. He says, let me read it again. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. Now listen, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal or of the carnal nature or of the fleshly nature, but mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. Now listen, now listen to what the strongholds are. These are not demons in buildings or under chairs or in your closet or in your basement. Listen to what it says. For pulling down of strongholds, these are the strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought, everybody say thought. So the strongholds, are the thoughts that you and I are bombarded with every single day of our, of our lives. So the warfare we're fighting is not some sort of devil that's out there in the air or out in, in you know, like I said, in the closet or under the chair. The warfare we're fighting against the devil is the thoughts or the thought life by which we live every day or the thoughts that come into our thinking every day. So he says, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Now listen, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. So according to this word, we are to take every thought that comes into our brain and hold it up against the word of God. If it's not consistent with the word of God, the word is telling you right here what to do is to cast it out. Now listen, it says bring into captivity, capture it. And I'm going to tell you why it uses the word captivity, because your thought life will capture you. You could become a prisoner to the thoughts you're thinking. Thoughts will torment you, torture you, twist you, spit you out. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You see? So every time a thought comes that's not consistent with the word of God, the Bible says to capture it, take it captivity. And let me, let me give you this little thing. You better capture the thought before the thought captures you. Because if you don't deal with these thoughts at the onset, they're going to get a stronghold in your life. And, and they're going to, they're going to, I'm going to tell you what, it's going to be miserable because now you have a bigger warfare to fight against that thing to try to cast it down. That's why don't entertain every stinking thought that wants to come into your brain. When thoughts of fear come, you better immediately start replacing those thoughts with faith. When, fears, fears, uh, when, when thoughts of lust start coming in, you better start replacing them with holy thoughts. That's when, you start, that's when you start praying in tongues. That's when, you, that's when you lift up your voice and you start crying out to God. Say, God, I serve you and not my flesh. Am I speaking to anybody here? So that's how you keep your mind in order. Otherwise, if those thoughts get in, they get a stronghold in your life. And he's saying, he's telling you right here that it's a warfare. It's a warfare. And that warfare is right here in your brain. Trust me when I tell you, it's right here in your brain. But he's telling you the weapons of your warfare are not. So some of the weapons that we have, you know, let's just enumerate some of it. First of all, we have the weapon of prayer. We have the weapon of, of praying in the spirit, praying in tongues. That's why it's important for every believer to be baptized in the spirit and to have, uh, to have, the, have uh, tongues operating in their life because that's a major weapon against the devil, you see. 
won't have time to get into that tonight, but, but he, he hates tongues because he can't understand them. When you're praying, you're praying to God. It's a channel right to heaven. You're praying directly to the Lord. We, we'll get into that. We'll get the verses at some point. But, but prayer is a weapon. Standing in our faith is a weapon. The word is a weapon. These are all our weapons. Worship is a weapon. See? So, so when the devil comes with those thinking, those thoughts, and they come, he says, you better get ready. You got to take every thought captive and force it into the obedience of, of God. You've got to force it. You've got to force your mind to think the right thoughts. Otherwise, you're going to get a stronghold. And I've seen people go down the tubes uh, because they, they, didn't, they didn't know how to capture that thought. And that thought captured them and it created a stronghold in their life. And now they're, you know, they're doing all kinds of weird things and living, you know, in a weird way and acting stupid. You know, it's sort of like a, a thought, of, like a fence. That's a, that's, a, that's a big one. If you don't deal with a fence, I'm going to say it's going to breed hatred in your life. And hatred's going to breed, breed death, sickness, and disease in your life. You've got to be careful that when those thoughts of, of offense come in, that you deal properly with those things. You've got to put, put your mind back on God. That's why you got to, I have a little say, I forgive everybody of everything. And sometimes I have to say that, you know, bad thoughts want to come back. Look what they did. They didn't, you know, look what they, how they treated you. Look what they said about you. Look what they, look what these people, look what they stole from you. I have to, I have to take, take that thought captive, right? At the onset. Because if I allow that thought to get a stronghold in my thing, it's going to wreck my day and it could wreck my future. Is everybody with me? So you have to grab that thing and that's when you replace it. And I say, I forgive everybody of, I hold nothing against anybody. They say, say, well, I'm saying it, but I don't feel it. That's your problem. You see, you're trying to live your life by your feelings and that's why you're all messed up. It doesn't matter if you feel it or not. You've got to to do it by faith. You say it enough, the feeling's going to come. But you've got to train your brain. You have to say, no, I don't think thoughts like that. I'm a man of love. I'm a man of forgiveness. I'm a man of compassion. I, I, don't, I don't wreck lives. I build lives. I don't curse people. I bless people. I don't tear people apart. I build them up. Is everybody with me? See, that's how you, that's how you retrain your brain. And uh, so taking every thought captive and forcing it into the obedience of Christ. I didn't get a chance to get into this tonight. I don't know if I'll have enough material to go through it again, but just write this verse down, 1 Peter 1.3, because one of the principles here is you have to protect it. You have to protect it. You have to protect your brain. He says, therefore, gird up the loins of your mind. Be sober and rest your... Be sober. Sober. In other words, <laughs> oh, I'll give you... Well, I don't have time to get it all, but I'll just give you the verse. I'm going to have to go back over this next week. Be sober and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Are you ready? You see, brace your minds up. Brace your minds up. Be sober. Be vigilant. Because you see the enemy, there's another verse here uh, in First Peter says, be sober and vigilant because the adversary, the devil roams around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Resist him, being steadfast in the faith. Faith is what resists him. When you stand strong and tall and tough in your faith, that's what's going to put up the resistance. You see, you've got to build up your resistance against the enemy. And the way you build up your resistance is to build up your faith. The stronger your faith is, the stronger the resistance against the enemy is. So that's a whole other thing we can get into. But um, I'm going to stop right here. Maybe I'll pick up again because I had a few other things that I wanted to go over. But so far, this is what we talked about, just so you understand it. 
putting your mind in order. Number one, renew it. Number two, love God with it. Number three, purpose to set it on the things of the Spirit. Number four, put it off and put it on. And today we talked about force it to obey the Word. Tune in again Monday afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you missed any of the hundreds of inspiring, life-changing Bible study messages of encouragement taught by Pastor Ray on this More Than Conquerors radio station, such as those on salvation, healing, miracles, faith, forgiveness, and many more, podcast downloads of all these programs are yours free of charge by simply going to PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com and clicking on Podcasts. That's podcasts at either PastorRayNY.com ny.com or wmca.com thank you for listening to and supporting this ministry of god-centered lessons of integrity and victory from the word of god and being ever mindful that as life's challenges come god's word is truth and will always impact our lives in a positive way in making us more than conquerors